today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. There is a lot going on this week. There is news to be had. Things are coming up. The hype train has started for Thor Love and Thunder. The train just keeps going. There is no set station. It's going to all the movies. We are the hype train. Yes. Get aboard. Get aboard. Toot toot. Toot All that aboard is that we have no control over. All that more. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, how you doing, my friend? I think this might be a crazy episode. Not like there's a lot of things happening, just we are crazy. We're a little punchy. Yeah, we, we tried to do this, record this six hours ago or something, and I was having computer issues. And so now uh, it's many, many hours later, and I feel like I'm already really tired from trying to make this work. <laughs> yeah, every start that we've tried to do so far has been interrupted by something. Something has gone mm-hmm. wrong. Yep. It's, it's just one of those days. Just one of them days. Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about so we're going to talk about some news first and then we're right. going to sort of wrap up the thor love and thunder prediction stuff that people have been sending in so what, right. what do we got in the news there well, jeff the first thing that we have newsworthy uh is, news. is a little closer to home oh it's the podcast awards oh yes. have started their nominations yeah and right. we are available to be nominated this it's a it's a weird process if you remember from last year uh it is a process where you go and nominate the the podcasts you think should be you know eligible or whatever eligible to win in each category right there's like a nomination round and there's a voting round right there's a nomination round then there's a voting round so the nomination round has started and it, and it goes through this month it goes through the month of july you go to podcastawards.com, do all the sign-in things to set your nominations and nominate the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast for Best TV and Film and for People's Choice. Yeah, And then there's a bunch of other categories for other podcasts that you might like in those categories, but those are the two that are important for us to talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, so go over there, podcastawards.com. That is podcastawards.com and just... Follow the trail of stars to get the nomination done. <laughs> Wrong episode, man. Follow oh, the my bad. flying Mjolnir or, or, or the flying trident or something. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying flying trident? Because there's been... Mm, should we talk about it? So I do oh. think we should uh, preface this by saying it comes from some... Th- this is going around the internet. It seems pretty credible. Yeah, but it also could be a spoilery because we just don't know how they're planning to release this. And it also so so it's spoilers for Black Panther two, I guess maybe. Kind of, I mean maybe the, the the thing is like the thing that we're kind of dancing around is that promotional art has been I think leaked on the internet on Twitter uh, where everything leaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ricky old Twitter boathouse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. There's art for stickers, there's art for shirts, there's uh, there's toy release like stuff. There's, there's just mostly a bunch right. of promotional art. And this promotional art is showing off uh, antagonists of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. 
and you know the these antagonists seem to be you know kind of like a could be a civil war type situation uh, like captain america civil war where like one person who people think is bad may not be necessarily bad but is still kind of an antagonist spoiler alert if you don't want any know, know any of these leaks that are possible leaks but possible releases we don't even really know I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the trailer. It looks pretty solid that Namor is going to appear in Wakanda forever, yes. which we've talked about many, many times since the earthquakes outside of whatever, you know, like, yeah, the underwater earthquakes in Endgame. Yeah. So we've been talking about this for a long, long time, and it's just seeming pretty likely based on promo art. It's not that it's likely based on promo art. Like the, the promo art is that character and their name stylized. Sure. Uh, my only thing is like if that promo art happens. Oh, to if it's be not like, official. Yeah, somehow not official, or this 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 report yeah. is bullshit or whatever. So yeah, we've got Namor and Atuma. Who is Atuma? Atuma is a um, a villain of Namor, like an underwater. He's kind of a, a warlord of a sect of Atlantean people. Uh, but he's always one that's like wanting to try to take over Atlantis kind of thing. Like he wants to rule. Okay, cool. Um, not only, but also like along with all of that, there's uh, like promo sticker art, I guess, like decal art or whatever for Ironheart. Mm. So the thought is that Riri Williams is probably going to have her Ironheart suit or some version of it. Right. Right, so it's not just going to be Riri Williams appearing for the first time in Wakanda Forever, but Ironheart in the right. suit. Ironheart in the suit. And, like, uh, we know that she's going to be in Wakanda Forever. Like, we know that that, that character is going to be there. She announced on, uh, on social media that she had finished her filming in back in March, I think. Like, she had, you know, it was yeah, a wrap yeah, for yeah. that film for her. Uh, but then she's going to be transitioning from that into her own Disney Plus series that is Ironheart next year. That's so exciting. I just, like, it has been such a time for Marvel. And, like, all these shows that I'm so excited about and have been enjoying are just, like, rolling on. And it always feels like, oh, well, this show's almost over. And then there's just another one right around the corner that I'm just, yep. like, terribly excited about. So Hype cool. train rolling all night long. <laughs> all night long. Uh, okay, speaking of shooting and rapping and maybe starting shooting. Yep. So it was, it's a great segue, Matt. Such a good segue. I'm a boss. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the rumor mill has been kind of thrown around saying that Blade, the MCU's Blade, and it's been like a lot of news sources are calling it a Blade reboot. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. I mean, technically, it would be a Blade reboot, just because eh. Blade has existed before. Yeah, fair. But it's a continuation of the MCU, so. Right. So, MCU's Blade, like, the, the filming for that was going, it was supposed to start this month, uh, but it got pushed back to sometime in fall, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. And um, Ma uh, Mahershala Ali uh, confirmed in an interview that he was in, I think it was in Variety? Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the news source. I'm terrible at this. Anyway, he confirmed that they are going to start shooting in October and they're going to have, and that's going to be at Tyler Perry studios. Mm. And, uh, they're also going to have locations in Atlanta, in new Orleans, Cleveland, and Morocco. Ooh. 
of all places. Interesting. I yeah. dig it. I dig it. So, like, that's that's cool. That's awesome. That's really neat. Uh, the the locations though intrigue me because like New Orleans is where uh, Sam's family is. Captain America's family yes, is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So with with Blade being a you know the living in the more fantastical realm, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, and New Orleans being very swampy there's i think there could be a strong potential for a man thing mm-hmm. uh, appearance interesting i don't know much about man thing is he so he's a swamp creature much like swamp thing much like swamp thing he is okay. a he's a, a swamp based creature but he does that that sort of ghost rider thing where like he stares into you and like feeds on your fear and feeds on your uh it really just feeds on the fear of people around him. So, like, if everybody's terrified, he just grows huge. Um, hmm. Interesting. You know, he's kind of a hero. <laughs> Doesn't sound like one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, with it being New Orleans, it could be, we could see some of that action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also Morocco. And, like, why, why would Blade be going to Morocco? Like, you wouldn't think that Morocco being, you know, about, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like, based on geography, Morocco is very exceptionally close to the equator, and would be a very sunny place, you wouldn't expect vampires to be there, but it is kind of desert-ish, desert-esque, if you will. Mm-hmm. So maybe what about potentially Moon Knight? Yeah, 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 could be. And then we could get some. Uh, oh God, what were they called? Midnight Suns. Yeah, exactly. I I, I see what you're what you're getting at. It seems like it's a little bit of a globe trotting story, yeah. unless unless these are just like settings for you know. Oh yeah, it, all of this could just be like let's go to a studio there. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or even, yeah. This looks like Morocco happens to look enough like this, you know, city from comic books or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe he's going to Madripoor or whatever, and they have like a city in Morocco. They want to shoot for that. You know, um, it, it could just be anything. Maybe he's shooting in L.A. Uh, because of the Savage Lands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, other things that make total sense. Yep. Yep. That that entirely checks out. I just. You know, if it's going to be, if it's going to be a soundstage, if it's going to be just a big old studio or whatever mm-hmm. that they shoot on, like, why go overseas? Why take everybody overseas? Right. No, no, no. I don't think it would be a soundstage, but I could see it being like, you know, some amazing uh, temple that looks really cool or some amazing, yeah. you know, whatever, something that's in real life that maybe, you know, it's it's like, whatever, those islands they shot on for like last jedi you know what i mean it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know that's somewhere in the world but it's shot to look you know like whatever alien world that is yeah it looks like that planet exactly that planet is only made up of those islands that's that's one thing i hate about like star wars and star trek is that like they go to a a new planet that should have biomes right like Mm -hmm. should have different temperate zones but like no this is the this is entirely what this planet looks like (laughs) i think that's more of a star wars thing because star trek does tend to have a little more like fully realized worlds but yeah 
Star, Star Trek just tends to be episodic. So when they go to a place, they only go there like the one time and they go down to like one city. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas Star Wars, it's like the ice planet of Hoth. You know, it's just like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be ice there. The forest in forest planet of Endor, you know? Yeah. The forest moon <laughs> of Endor. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this whole freaking moon is just trees. This just, whole freaking moon. This whole freaking moon. You mean it doesn't like. It doesn't have a temperate zone. <laughs> I saw a uh, meme earlier today that said, um, "Why would the Ewoks have a costume that fit Leia <laughs> unless they had eaten somebody that's her size?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like dark, dark yep. meme person. Yep, dude, dude. You know that meme that's been going around? No, who knows? Maybe they're lying. It says like, but I saw it all over the place, and it was uh. It was the meme. I think it was a princess slight spoiler alert for Obi-Wan <laughs> slight. If you've seen the first episode or kind of know what it's about, you know this already for 30 seconds. If you don't want to know <laughs> princess Leia, it mm-hmm. said in there, it's like Obi-Wan said that princess Leia won't always be this young because in, <laughs> because in, uh, when in her appearance in a new hope, she was older. Like it was like, Little known was, fact. Yeah, you know? It was, yeah, it was like, <laughs> as foreshadowing really because yeah, was, eventually she is no longer 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good meme. Uh, my friends posted that earlier today. He's like, Star Wars, like official uh, chat or like official Twitter posted a meme I made. And it was, he said he made that meme. Wow. And I was, yeah, he's a Birmingham guy. I was like, what? That's really cool. Isn't that crazy? That's the- <laughs> he's either he's either slightly meme famous or a liar. Or a liar. <laughs> you know what? I'll take either one. I'll take either one. What choice do we have? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll have both. <laughs> That's fair. Fair and likely. Fair and likely. <laughs> He's a lying meme famous guy. <laughs> meme famous liar. There it meme is. Meme famous liar. Uh, meme famous liar needs to be the name of a band. Um, yeah, definitely be a name. <laughs> so, uh, hype so, train. Right. Hold on, real quick. Sorry. From now on, nothing but Thor. Right. From now, nothing so but we, Thor. We did a little business up top. Now we just talk about Thor for the next 40 minutes. Let's right. just bear down and talk about Thor. We got some Thor oh, news. God. We got you some know, Thor uh, Thor c- cookies to eat. I don't, I don't have any Thor cookies. I'm you sorry. You say bear down as Ooh. if it's a difficult thing to do to talk about Thor. Listen, it is always difficult for mine and your ADHD brains to stay on one topic. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's fair. <laughs> that is a fair and accurate assessment. <laughs> and I resent you for it. <laughs> I hate you for knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's yep. Yep. <sighs> okay. So as part of the, the hype train that Marvel studios uh, has been, you know, getting going for the upcoming Thor love and thunder film, uh, Feige had a press conference, Mr. Kevin Feige had a press conference where he was asked, Hey, what about other versions of Thor? Uh, basically like, what about, you know, what about Beta Ray Bill? What about Throg? <laughs> you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. 
Right. And like we saw kind of a version of Throg in the Loki series, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but his, his response is, there are these things called comic books that have a lot of stories in them. And that's where all, our, all of our stories come from. And if the question is, have you told all the great horror stories from the comics and movies? The answer is no. There are lots of them, and I've always said our interest in making additional stories is somewhat about continuing the character. It's almost entirely about continuing the experience with the actor and being able to see. I think all of our, I think of all of our cast not as their individual characters, but as the Marvel players who, within that character, can grow and evolve and change. And if we look at the comics as our guide, there are plenty of other incarnations of Thor that we have yet to see. Mm. End quote. And, like, the news sources that I read are, like, you know, confirmed Thor Corps is going to be in Secret Wars. Like, <laughs> you know, we just take that as the gospel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds, sounds correct. That's totally yeah. correct. So, like, Battleworld, in, in, the, in the Secret Wars comic, uh, the most recent one, whenever all of the different versions of reality came together because of the incursions and, like, Somebody had to, to uh, take charge and, and make this happen, which is what Doom did. Um, the police force service force uh, official vocab guidelines state that force is too aggressive. Um, <laughs> the police of this battle world were made up of different variants of Thor. And it was called the Thor Core. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that that could really be a thing. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely could be a thing. I think the, the short story here is that we're getting, we're probably going to get more Thors. And I mean, like, Kevin Feige's not actually saying anything in that sentence. But, yeah. like, he's said nothing. Like, he's like, comics exist and we take our stories from them. And yeah. we haven't taken all of the comics yet. Yep, that's all he said. Yep. However, <laughs> I'm extrapolating <laughs> with an entire Loki, you know, season coming up and with all the multiverse cracking open and all this stuff happening. There's no way we don't get other versions of Thor, you know? Yeah. 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 There, yeah. I mean, there has to be. There has to be. Oh, yeah. Now, it, it has been said in interviews that um, Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is not going to touch on the multiverse shenanigans like in this film. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's not going to dive into it necessarily, uh, since that's kind of not what Thor is about. And honestly, I think that might make it a bit more insane if they had to deal with multiverse shenanigans oh, along sure. with like multiverse always makes everything more insane. Yeah, I think just the uh, like killing the gods of this verse uh, is bad enough. Like <laughs> if we we had to bring multiverse into it, it might be crazy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess the, on the, the next on the list of like people who have been doing interviews, uh, Christian Bale has talked about, they had something like a super crazy four hour first cut of Thor Love and Thunder that they had to, they had to do a lot of trimming on. And, um, he said that there's a lot of stuff that, uh, was scarier stuff and like weirder and creepy stuff. And they had to cut that to keep it 
family friendly or family oriented is what he said. That's interesting. When I hear that, that there was a lot of fat to trim on a Taika Waititi movie, I assume it's a lot of like uh, improvisations that they were like, we kind of like this and maybe we'll keep it. And then, you know, like, but and like maybe funny stuff. But the fact that there's a lot yeah. of creepy stuff to cut, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, there's also been uh, like talk about Lena Hetty having been in the movie, but she was cut from the film. Like mm-hmm. everything with her character was cut from the film. I don't, like we don't even know what character she was going to be. Yeah, I heard that. And mm. um, like her stuff got dropped from the film, and the only reason we know about that is because she's being sued for one and a half million dollars by her agency uh, in the UK named Troika uh, for allegedly withholding her earnings. So I guess she got paid to do work, but then it didn't get like, it didn't actually get into the final film. And now there's litigation uh, for against her, whatever. Okay. Involving her. Right. And then, um, Christian, uh, Christian Bale also mentioned having done um, a lot of scenes alongside Peter Dinklage, who was Eitri, the dwarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always say dwarf with a with a question mark in regard to his stature being so large. Right. Um, like the, the the type of dwarf that from mythos, not the yeah, yeah. not meaning they're small. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like your standard fantasy dwarf is squat. Right, wide, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Not, not what Peter Dinklage size no, uh, yeah, was yeah. made to be in the film. <laughs> yeah, he just he has that like. Uh, are they 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 were called dwarves though, right? Yeah, they were they're dwarves. They're just dwarves on a different scale. Yeah, like God, I would hate to see their giants. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. You gotta watch out, man. Christian Bale's like he shot those scenes with Peter Dinklage and like raved about how how great mm-hmm. it was to work with him. But he also shot scenes with Jeff Goldblum. Wow. And those also had there. to be cut. Dang. Yeah. So the Dinkles and Jeff Goldblum and Lena Hetty all had scenes that had to be cut from this yes. movie. Easy come, easy go. We're just hearing about these people and they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, How- God, it's too <laughs> soon. <laughs> I feel like that so many fun things that they're cutting, they better use like every minute of screen time for something awesome. Otherwise, it'd be like, why didn't they cut that and keep the, you know, yeah, Lena we could have Jeff Goldblum instead of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Grandmaster? And you're just, yeah. you know, you just, you cut the Grandmaster to put in just more Meek. That's all you did. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen, have you seen the promo art of Meek? No. Oh, it's so, so funny. Meek is in like a pencil skirt and like, like it looks like a uh, like a secretary like in a in a business suit and skirt and like mm. blades for hands what <laughs> like that little meek face with the pincers on the top of it oh yeah oh i always do that i'm i'm at korg because i was making the joke that he cut all these amazing people to put himself more in the movie oh uh, gotcha. that was the joke i was trying to make but i confused the two characters like i always do good and, job uh, yeah yeah there you go guys ha Good Marvel humor right here. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into some of this uh, Thor feedback that we had written in over the last couple of months. And we've done a couple of Thor feedback episodes, but uh wanted to get one last one in since the movie's coming out. Hype train, hype train. Oh, speaking of Meek. 
Speaking of Meek, we have an email from Ryan Meek. <laughs> I don't know if they're related. We'll have to ask. Ryan with little blades for hands. Ryan with little blades for hands. <laughs> says, hey, just started listening to the pod like six months ago. Uh, don't know if I'm giving feedback right, but do y'all think we can see Beta Ray Bill in the new Thor movie? Ooh. Ryan, you are submitting your feedback correctly. We got it. It's here. We got it. Unfortunately, we literally just talked about it. <laughs> yes. I think it's possible. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to see Beta Ray Bill picking up the hammer, though. Mm. We might see Beta Ray Bill, like, just as a person out there in the world. So, quick breakdown. Beta Ray Bill is a version of Thor in what way? Like, he's just someone who's also wielded the hammer and had the powers of Thor, or he's from a different dimension? Like, how does he, how does he work? No, he's, he's from a different world, uh, and, like, he's in this universe. He's from a different world. He is also worthy to wield Mjolnir and just kind of happened to pick up Mjolnir while in a fight with Thor. Like Thor threw Mjolnir at him, mm. grabs it, picks it up. And like everybody who was watching the fight was like astonished that he picked up Mjolnir. Fight ended pretty much right there. Like, oh, oh, this is a good guy. Cause right. can, yeah. Wow. Um, and then like Sif, because she has this like weird attraction to whoever can wield Mjolnir was like, I find this horseman kind of hot. Um, mm. So, uh, because he could wield Mjolnir and, uh, you know, was proven to be worthy, like, they listened to his, his plight or whatever. So, uh, Odin had a separate hammer made for him that was basically the same mm. power as, as Mjolnir. Um, but he had, you know, that other hammer made for him. And... Uh, that one was Stormbreaker, actually. Stormbreaker oh, was the okay. name of that one. Um, and then Beta Ray Bill went off to like help his people using Stormbreaker, and Sif was like, I'm going to go help out, because, uh, you know... Horseman hot. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he went off to do that, and you know there were some comics that followed him for a bit, and uh, he showed up at one point, I think it was in the World War Hulk comic, uh, mm-hmm. that he was... He was like the champion of the arena or whatever when before Hulk showed up. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like he's come up here and there, you know, every now and again. But uh, I just don't see him being in this one because we've already got so much. We've to already do. got somebody else that picks up Mjolnir, and like if you're gonna cut Etri and the Grandmaster for Horseman, and we don't know who <laughs> Horseman is. <laughs> Or rather, like the the you know the standard moviegoer doesn't know who Horseman is, and we have to introduce right. Horseman. Like we're already having to introduce Gore, the God right. Butcher. I, I do think that this movie, because of the nature of apparently he Gore is going to be traveling around to different pantheons of gods and trying to kill them. I do think there is absolutely a possibility that we will get some interesting characters just dropped in because they're like, they are the guardians of their realm or their gods or their whatever. Not to mention could be any of the, uh, avatars of the Egyptian gods. Oh yeah. Uh, any, any of the avatars really of any, any gods, like we could get, you know, warriors from all over all kinds of dimensions and realms that we just haven't even thought to like include. So I think beta Ray bill could absolutely show up even if just for a minute to be like, Hey, this is a guy. Look, watch him do a cool thing. We'll, we'll see him in a few movies, you know? <laughs> Maybe. 
or <laughs> oh man if it were like gore shows up and it's like ah the god of thunder let me just slay this one yeah and like somehow kills beta ray build how upset do you think people would people be would like, be very upset we've been waiting for years maybe maybe we'll just see him on like sif's tinder as she's swiping through you know <laughs> She swipes right, and that's all we see of Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> oh, She's God. like, horse man, dig it, swipe yeah. right. I've heard <laughs> something about horse guys. Oh. <laughs> they, can wo- they can wield me on here, but they're worthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> or maybe it could be that, like, that's where Sif has been, because we don't, like, we didn't see Sif in Ragnarok, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Sif could show back up and have horse babies. <laughs> I don't understand why we have to go there every time. Wait, I, I didn't feel like I was going anywhere weird. <laughs> it's just that's all you told me about horse it, babies. It? Well, you just told me about it, the fact that him and Sif apparently have some sort of relationship or she likes him. I don't know. It's it's that she likes him. She's been off for multiple movies. Who knows how many horse babies she could have had by now. <laughs> I feel like yep. it's totally a reasonable horse baby discussion. <laughs> Totes. Totes. <laughs> this is taking a turn. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. It could be that in Ragnarok and Infinity War, like, we didn't see her because she was off helping, uh, helping that other, you know, race get their, get their shit together, basically. Uh, and that could be where, you know, Thor finds her or sees her as like, hey, we're getting the team back together. Or, ooh, what if the Guardians meet up with her? Yeah. Because in Guardians 1, there was that horse person skeleton that, mm-hmm. uh, that Peter spun around. There was also a, ho- a horse person skeleton in Guardians 2 uh, in the, the body pile or whatever that Ego had been putting together. Yikes. So many dead horse people so far. Yeah. So, <laughs> the precedent has been established that a humanoid horse people are there in the verse <laughs> and that guardians has capacity to interact with them so maybe maybe the guardians find them and that sif is into that yeah and sif's like ooh let's include mantis because i like those antenna she's mm-hmm. got i like it when she lights up on me you want to take away my horse man i say nay <laughs> oh god so stupid. All right, let's get to the next one. I, I just, I'm not gonna get away from the horse guy and the and, and uh, Sif. that's all I'm gonna hit on. The rest, of the imagine 16 more of those jokes, and we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm embarrassed for you. He's got to go to the gym to get hoof. Until next time, true believers. <laughs> I'm out. Was that one? Was that one? We made the one feedback. <laughs> it's a record, folks. <laughs> drove him away with one after one feedback uh, it was the horse dick for me I never brought up a horse dick that is all in your head Matt the fact that you haven't brought up a horse dick sounds like your problem <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> I disagree you just need to do better be sexier
<laughs> be sexier when you're talking about interspecies yeah, you gotta, relationships. Yeah. If you're going to bring up the horse, you got to do some work for it. <laughs> 50 nays of gray. it's like a a real sub dom thing 50 nays before one yes you know that sort of thing yeah Uh, 50 nays and yay oh man all right uh, what what is what i feel bad to move on to anyone else's feedback now let's 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 move on you let's did cut this some i was talking about general romance between these two which you brought up and you made it you made it you weird. said babies there's horse involved in horse babies i mean yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but it's, not, horse, it's not where your mind has to go immediately necessarily, horse people don't necessarily have immaculate conception it's also like it's not a horse. It's anthropomorphized, like nope. This humanoid is not a conversation horse. that we need to be having. <laughs> I, I said move on like seven times. Let's go. Yeah, I know, I know. And I said until next time, true believers, we're done. <laughs> all right, all right. Tom Price sent us an email saying, "Morning, Matthew, Jeff, and Ashley. Welcome back, Jeff. Hi, Woo. I'm back. Hello. Been listening to this podcast for a few years now, and I look forward to it every week. I've had a little think about." <laughs> I've had a little think about the Thor trailer, and I have some thoughts. Firstly, I unfortunately think Thor may very well die at the end of this film, or at least retire with potentially a child. With the reintroduction of Jane Foster, it seems as though she could be taking over the mantle here. R.I.P. Thor, thumbs down. Secondly, have we thought about Jane Foster being a variant of Thor? I know in the comics she gains the power of Thor through Mjolnir, whilst battling cancer, but I feel they will go down a different path, mainly due to her costume. When Vision and Cap pick up Mjolnir, they don't turn into any kind of Thor and certainly don't get the costume, so why has Jane all of a sudden gotten one? I think Mm. she's a variant Thor from another universe, and the cracks in the hammer are Marvel doing their fake trailer thing we've seen too often. Ooh, interesting. Lastly, there'd be a lot of fake trailer though, because it's also their conversations about how when the last time they saw each other was. Yep. And like that that beautiful shot where the hammer breaks into a bunch of pieces and not just cracks in the hammer. It's like that 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 amazing shotgun hammer shot. Yeah. Yeah. The shotgun hammer where it like hits a bunch of people. Yeah. And then comes back together. Yeah. That's like how are you gonna pull that off Mm. if it's not broken hammer? Yeah. And it's just too cool to not actually be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you throw that out? Like, give me, if you're going to lie about that, I'm going to be upset. I want yeah. that. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and then Tom continues, lastly, the new reveal of the goddess Bost for Thor 4, in my opinion, shows us how Black Panther 2 is going to play out. During the blip, Shuri is confirmed to be dusted in Endgame, and M'Baku is not. It would make sense for M'Baku to then run Wakanda during this time and likely after. We have no heart-shaped herb left to imbue the power of Black Panther, so it's likely a Black Panther doesn't exist currently. I think Boss will show herself to Shuri in Black Panther 2 and ask her to become the avatar of Bost. This is how the Black Panther power will be passed on as of now. Let me know what you think, and thanks for reading. Tom from England. Oh, I gotta read the whole thing over again in the accent. <laughs> He's had a little think about it. 
<laughs> you you kind of did that to begin I with. I did. I did. I should have <laughs> stuck to it. Yeah, you should have. Um, no, I. Uh, yeah, I think that is absolutely a possibility. Um, just the fact that we're interacting with the gods, you know, like, and yeah. it seems that Bost is in this movie. It seems like they would have to connect back to Black Panther somehow. Right. I I like that though. I like that idea. Um, that like the door for becoming an avatar of Bost has been opened because of the events of Moon Knight and like what we saw in Moon Knight. Yeah. What if it's gore is such a threat and he's killing off all this pantheons of gods. Ooh. And in that moment, Bost like goes to Wakanda and like recruits Shuri in that moment. And we get the end of this movie, like Shuri joining the battle as the new black Panther, which would like, I don't know. There'd be way too much to explain. Cause you'd also have to explain why, uh, Chadwick is gone and all that stuff, <laughs> you know, um, which I don't think they're wanting to do in this movie, but it's still, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just interested to see what kind of damage gore will cause that would possibly cause this, this action by Bost, you know? I'm worried because that, like, what, what we have there, what, what we've got there is such a great idea. Mm -hmm. I'm worried that gore will see the Black Panther as the embodiment of like the avatar of Bost mm. and that's how uh that's how T'Challa is yeah. taken out yeah that i feel like they want to save that for Ryan Coogler to like get the chance to do that to death and do that death scene right yeah but if they were to do it it would make sense to for us to enter you know Black Panther Wakanda forever and it'd be like you know, very somber right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, very somber beginning because he's already gone and we're we're just dealing with that grief. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. I just I'm not looking forward to November. <laughs> like I'm looking forward yeah. to it because that's you know, it's gonna be a great film. But I'm not looking forward to those feelings coming back up because like when he passed, I like it hurt. Yeah, it was a hard, it was a hard one, and um, man, and I, I think uh, for a lot of us, like we we did that episode where we read everybody's just like we basically just read condolences about this situation and how it was making us feel, and it was is really really uh, emotional uh, night reading all every yeah. just, what how everyone was feeling about this. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the first thing that Tom said about uh, variant uh, or Jane being a variant Thor. I don't think that's accurate because of the how long they've they've it's been since they've seen each other discussion. Right. Uh but also like when Cap picked up the hammer, he did get the power of Thor. He was calling down the lightning, he was Yeah, know, yeah, that's true. Like he had strength, he you know, he had all of those things. He just didn't need to use it to put on a costume. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that's that's something that Thor had done and before. Turns out when Jane picked it up, she was naked, so she yeah. needed that power. <laughs> and I'm just saying that would please include the scene as a you know if it has to be deleted scene. I know theaters you know prudes. <laughs> Matt is over here begging for Natalie Portman to be naked. <laughs> what? No. On screen. That's no. Exactly I think what it's important said. to her character. I think it's important <laughs> to her character. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. I think it's important to her character. Yeah. I think that we're going to to come across Jane as a um 
maybe like year one mildly seasoned kind of thor you know like she she has the costume because she needed a costume you know something that Mm -hmm. was reminiscent of the god of thunder and because thor's been off gallivanting in the galaxy hasn't been on earth you're just making me realize like how little we know about this movie (laughs) like we don't know even like yes i agree with you i don't think she's a variant but like she absolutely could be this whole like the multiverse isn't in this movie could be a misdirect they, like all we know are the characters involved practically we did the breakdown of the thing we know characters that are involved and that's it like, we don't know anything about the actual plot of this movie and i love it i love it so much like i'm so happy to go in blind and it comes out on thursday matt marvel lie to me keep secrets from me (laughs) (laughs) get weird weird relationship with this production company if we were to like get on board with marvel and like have to sign ndas or anything like that like if we were to be an official podcast so to speak Mm -hmm. i don't know that you could do it because (laughs) you would have information or like we would have access to information and you're like i don't want it yeah (laughs) lie to me in this interview (laughs) (laughs) you're taking me behind the scenes can you put like fake things for me in there please (laughs) (laughs) just like fill the scenes with characters that aren't actually in the movie can you have somebody dressed as Donald Duck so that I think that that's where we're going? <laughs> that's where we're going. Like, it's a big plot point when Donald Duck shows up. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the Disney crossover you didn't sorry. know. You, you yeah, I was thinking about Howard the Duck, and then I said it out loud, and I was like, wait, Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. No, I said Donald Duck. <laughs> got it. Got it. And I meant Donald Duck. It's the Disney crossover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Kingdom Hearts. Multiverse. That's yeah. actually, it's actually going to be Kingdom Hearts instead of Secret Wars. Yeah, it's actually, this is just mocap for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's not actually the scenes that are being filmed for Love and Thunder. Yeah, for sure. This checks out. For sure. Dan sent us an email. Listening to the Thor trailer frame-by-frame podcast, you were trying to identify the other statues in the cave scene with Jane. Next to Lady Death, I think, is Lord Chaos and Master Order, which might make sense since the living tribunal is there as well i'm probably reaching but it looks like two entities right next to each other and it could be them there's another being next to them but i can't pick up who that would be love the podcast keep up the good work thanks dan thanks dan and i know you wrote that in probably like immediately after and we have just now getting to that cat getting to the feedback sorry about that but uh, yeah a lot of people have uh, gone over what those are do you know now what the different statues are in that oh scene? i have completely cut off all like information about Thor Love and Thunder coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just right after that trailer came out, a bunch of people were like, Oh, this is who's actually in that, you know? Um, yeah. So I, yeah, but I'm assuming Dan's right here. Probably, probably those yeah. things he's saying. I mean, it makes sense because like it just, it seems like these are the, the concepts of aspects of the universe, you know, the, right, yeah. the concept of death, the concept of order and chaos, the, the living tribunal being, you know, whatever the hell it is like Mm -hmm. the the judgment character i guess um like these are the these are the crazy like super high level heady ideas that thor generally deals with in the comics um sort of sort of the same way that that dr strange does like you know you're you're fighting the aspect of dreams you know (laughs) like the the threats that Thor has to deal with are vastly different from the threats that like Captain America has to deal with. Mm. And like 
it could be it could still be like a, a conflict of ideals kind of thing and like you know the the thought of like how does you know how do how do we fight racism in america you know like do you need boots on the ground do you need to change the hearts do you need whatever but like you know how do you f- how do you balance the concept of order and chaos like it seems like it's so scaled differently but it's still like you're fighting a concept so I don't yeah. Know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's weird. Comics are weird, man. Yeah, just, oh, for sure. That's all I can really sure. say is comics are weird. For sure. Uh, <laughs> this next one from Andrew, uh, it is a speculation, but it sounds really... I actually think this theory is pretty dang good. I like good um, theories. Uh, yeah, re- read this one, and this will be our last one for the Thor episode, I think. Andrew Collins says, Hi, everyone. Just listening to this episode and just wanted to share my thoughts. So Gore is going to kill Thor. That is how Jane gets chosen to take the mantle of Thor, which triggers Mjolnir to reform while Thor is stranded in the afterlife. Jane, Valkyrie, Korg, and everyone travels to find death and get Thor back to the land of the living. That's maybe the statue room with all the fallen gods that you guys were trying to figure out who they, who they all were. Her great hall of death. Thanks for listening and doing what you do. Smiley face emoji. Mm. yeah thank you thank you thank you andrew thank you um i think that's a really solid theory um it doesn't go with the idea that thor meets jane on the shore there but like what if somehow thor's um return of his hammer right like where his hammer goes next if that makes sense after his death somehow has to do with like his esteem for someone or something like that and so there's like like his hammer gets passed down to her because he still has this big heart for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Though. What's that? She's worthy though. Right. Right. No, no, sure. 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 She'd be still be worthy to, to wield it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just, it, it would almost be that. That's, that's kind of another hit or, not another hit or there, but I think this goes well with the idea or the thing we see in the trailer, which is like, uh, the two of them sitting there and Thor looks like he's being judged. You know what I mean? Like Zeus is looking over him. It it feels almost like Thor has died. He's in like a judgment chair of some sort. And there's two other Asgardians who snuck in and that just sneaking into the afterlife is such a classic mythology thing that we haven't seen in, in the MCU. I think that, and and since we've got to get into the afterlife and meet all these gods, it just, just makes a lot of sense to me. I think this is a really good idea. I like this idea a lot. In that Thor got himself, you know, like he got himself back into shape or whatever, and was investigating this whole thing of like Gore is killing gods. Like we mm-hmm. saw that one giant god that was his friend, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, laying dead. So uh, after that, you know, he goes and actually finds and confronts Gore and loses, mm-hmm. and when he and Jane meet up and Jane has the hammer or okay. So like when, when Thor dies, that triggers Mjolnir to find, you know, the next Thor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And usually like in comics, it's always been like, yes, it's whoever's worthy, but a lot of times it's like, whoever's the most worthy close by, (laughs) like nearby. Sure. sure. It's a, it's a necessity kind of thing. Uh, But so like the thought is maybe she is visiting uh maybe she goes to visit New Asgard or Tonsberg, whatever, you know, whatever the, the name of it is, and 
being near the the shards of Mjolnir kind of triggers everything to bring it together. Or like, you know, at that time Thor dies and she's already there and it, you know, reforms like, you know, it would be super hand wavy and like, Oh, how convenient that she's right there. But you know, sure, yeah. reforms gives her the thing. She becomes Thor, whatever she goes to the afterlife to get him back. And his version of the afterlife, his like Valhalla is that he's there in that battle in that crazy golden armor or like the golden blue armor oh, yeah, and his yeah. mask on and everything like he's enjoying himself but then she shows up and and Mjolnir is there and he's surprised that Mjolnir shows up and's like Which, Jane? Yeah, that could be. And then there has to be like they go to Godworld, right? Mm-hmm. Where Zeus and everybody are. They go to Godworld to uh to make the case to let him return to life uh, in order to fight Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Like, I'm the only one that can fight him kind of thing, or like, I'm the one that knows the most about him. I know how to deal with him. And, you know, we have both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker here. Yeah. This idea works really well with Thor's character who has lost over and over and over he keeps losing keeps losing family keeps losing friends keeps losing battles and he's just lost and lost and lost and then he finally like you know what i'm gonna get back into shape i'm gonna be the god i'm supposed to be and then he's just killed you know what i mean like and yep. then he's just like in the afterlife like come on can't i catch a break <laughs> like i did all the things right i did what i was supposed to do and i still landed here you know yep. um, and then he gets that one more chance to come back and be victorious you know yep and uh, I'm I'm a little bit worried that like he gets that one more chance and then still sacrifices himself. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely good. like, but embracing that sacrifice. He's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to lose on my terms. Right. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to lose to this guy myself so that we as a whole can win. Right. That's kind of the story of Ragnarok too. You know, like uh, deciding to let. Yeah, what sacrifice are you willing to make? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oof. Well, I think that's a pretty solid theory, Andrew. I, I, really I like do. it. I like it a lot. All right, guys. Well, we are going to uh, head, head out, and we'll be back in a, in a day or so with a Miss Marvel feedback episode. And then uh, we'll be back with Miss Marvel on Wednesday night, Thor on Thursday night. We got so much good stuff to come. Well, we've this got week. four episodes this week. Yep, it's looking like. Because we got this one, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel feedback, Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel, Ms. and Marvel. Thor. That's right. <laughs> My it's goodness. A lot, lot, lot of good stuff this week. I'm really excited. All right, guys, we'll be back. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.